0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Logically. I'm Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi, and tonight we have a very special episode for you. Tonight's guest is a former Democrat. I'll go as far as to say that he is what you would call a liberal in the before times. He's now a registered Republican. Not like they're much better lately, but hey, at least it's a start. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Graninetti. Mark, welcome. It's been a busy news day. What topics do you have for us? What do you want to touch on today?
1: Thank you for having me on the inaugural episode of Thinking Logically. Uh, just so excited to be here. I've had an interesting journey, politically, uh, politically speaking, I guess you could say. And uh, it's just, it's just very awesome to be here with the meme god himself. Uh, but we've, we've had a busy week. Uh, we've had a busy week in news. And um, you know, where do you want to start? I mean, we have. We can look at today. We have uh, former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe assassinated. <laughs> During a uh, a campaign speech, he was on the campaign trail for somebody else. We have Elon Musk, Twitter deal, done, terminated. Um, We found out that President Biden is shipping uh, oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, to China and over to Italy as well. So uh, we found out that uh, Sonny Corleone, James Conn passed away. Terrible. Terrible. And if that wasn't bad enough, we found out just a few hours ago, Paulie Walmart from The Sopranos, even worse, also dead. Rest in peace to those guys. So we have a lot to talk about today, and uh, kick it back to you. Okay, we're you know we're gonna we're gonna get into Abe first. So for those of
0: you that don't know anything about Japan, China, Taiwan, everything, um, Abe, this, despite having China breathe down his neck, and China is a world power and it's about thirty times the size of Japan. He was always a vocal and unapologetic supporter of Taiwan. Always a critic of Japan, supporter of of Taiwan. And he was always for preserving its freedom against aggression from China. And when I say China, I really mean the CCP. I'm sure most of the Chinese people aren't bad, but the CCP is evil. Um, But we have a couple videos we're going to play. It's just a weird assassination because he used a homemade gun which guns are very illegal in Japan. It's very hard to get your hands on a gun. It's not like here. So the fact that this guy made a homemade gun kind of nukes
1: the entire, what would you say, gun well, argument here, hand right? Handguns are banned in Japan. You cannot buy one. Uh. So they have very little, um, you know, violence you know, from guns and, and whatnot. So uh, apparently uh, the assassin made a homemade double-barreled shotgun. And Did you see the, the picture? It looks like it has about nine barrels.
0: It does. It looks. Very <laughs> it, looks it looks like a gun that you find on like a, a video game, like Halo.
1: Actually, when I saw that, when I saw the picture of the gun, I didn't know exactly what it was at first because I've never seen anything that looked like that. And you know, if you read about Abe's biography here, you know he is the president of the Liberal Democratic Party, which in Japan actually means right leaning
0: because everything's just so fucked in twenty twenty two.
1: So actually, the opposite meeting of what a liberal democratic party is here in America, but you're right. Abe uh, was a great statesman. He was revered around the world. I remember when he was in Mar-a-Lago uh, with him and his wife, uh, you know, meeting with the president and the first lady a few years back. Uh, but Abe was the biggest political name in Japan. You know, a country of 125 million people. So yeah, if you want to get to those videos and uh, and
0: it's different in Japan when you're a celebrity in Japan. It's like how the Beatles were in like this. People flock to you. you know, and it's just a weird situation that a guy that's probably he's a nationalist and he's loved would get shot in the back like that.
1: Shot in the back. In the back. Yeah. I mean, it looked like security was very loose. It was in the middle of the street. Uh, ah, OK, a so campaign, about the security you, a campaign you, uh, event. Not for himself because he's retired in politics. Well, but, but before you get on the security, I mean, if we're going to give a comparison here to people that don't know. Who Shinzo Abe is, that would be like Barack Obama being yeah. assassinated here yes. in the United States. So
0: But the security, I mean, you would think there'd be numerous people behind him while he's speaking. So how someone even got that close to his exposed back? Because it's a it's it's a homemade weapon. You can't just fire it from from a building a hundred yards away. You have to get close, and even then, who knows if it's gonna be how effective it's gonna be, but clearly it was because he got off two shots in nine seconds or seven seconds. Where is the security that you get two shots off in that amount of time?
1: Yeah, if you watch the video of the actual assassination that's out there, um, I believe you sent it to me. I but sent it, yeah. The first shot looked like it did not hit him, but they said he, he, he took two shots because after the first shot, he looked back unfazed, and then he was, you know, obviously then he was hit. So, um, you know, they said the bullet, you know, reached into his heart. He was dead. He was responsive when paramedics got there and was treating him. By the time he got to the hospital, apparently he was dead.
0: And again, you have to see the gun because it's almost like this thing did it fire bullets? Did it fire shrapnel? Was it like, it's just everything happens just, just so quick, slow but quick in the video because there's a gunshot and then he literally turns around to see, like, what's, and then there's another one and it's five seconds later.
1: Thinking, right. where, where are it, the people that get paid to, to protect this guy? And if handguns are banned in Japan, I'm assuming um, ammunition is as well.
0: Well, they're not banned here. So do you want to go to the video? Why, why let a good crisis go to waste with for, for Joe Biden? So what do you think Joe Biden's going to blame? You this never let on? a crisis go to waste. So we're going to play a quick uh, a quick cut here from uh, our president, Joe Biden, who is clearly using this as a, a way to grab guns here in our country. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Let's just play the clip.
1: first use of a weapon to murder someone in, in Japan. And I think we have thus far have 3,000, I won't hold me the number, 688 or, I mean, between three and 4,000 cases. They won. One.
0: Okay. Now, what you can't see in the video, because we don't have live video yet, is the fact that Joe Biden is looking very tall, taller than normal. In the clip, and that's because he's standing on the former Prime Minister Abe's corpse as he uses it to incoherently push this political agenda about grabbing guns, which is odd. Like I said, because Japan has the strictest gun laws; like, it's it, this stuff doesn't happen.
1: But yeah. why let it go to
0: waste? Why let this go to waste?
1: Well, I think they they grabbed as much as they could, and, and, and by they I mean uh, our Congress with the passage of that uh, gun legislation that was passed a few a uh, few days ago, but. But you're right. Um, as you can see here, Biden, um, obviously not letting this one go to waste, trying to you know further push um, for more you know gun control and, and what have you there. So.
0: Well, and what what's sparked this gun control like big rush? First, it was because first it was COVID was around. Then like it was not COVID. Then it was like Ukraine came around, and then I thought we were on to handguns for a little bit, but that that switched to Roe v. Wade. And then it's like, hey, no, handguns, we're, we're, we're back to firearms again. We're, we're banning firearms. It's just we never stay focused on one topic in this country. It's just we never, we never focus on one topic and solve it. It's always we move from topic to topic to topic, and it's the same thing. It seems our government always lies to us. They get caught, and then the stories just magically disappear from the news.
1: And you know where else has some pretty strict gun laws? Highland Park, Illinois, where we saw uh. the tragic – uh, mass shooting on the fourth of July, huh? Uh, just outside of Chicago. Which Very mass shooting was this? Almost.
0: Because there's one every weekend. It's
1: one every day, almost.
0: Huh? One every day. I think there was 80 people shot the weekend before the weekend before this happened. There was 80 people shot in Chicago. But what was it? A dozen people get shot by a crazy.
1: What is he? Crazy? Is he crazy? Was I mean, Was he? I guess you could call him that. Yeah, ah. definitely had some mental illness. Um, and I think we saw. Fifty people shot in New York City over the weekend as well hmm. so
0: it's it, it's amazing like that's said, there it's you can't defend yourself you see the guy in New York City the bodega runner he, he had a knife he couldn't even use the knife to defend himself he was supposed to just let that former felon pumble him to death I mean does it, our audience might not be familiar with the story Grando, do you want it's, to it's
1: a it's a newer story um, but a bodega worker in New York City I did not see the video. Um, But I I did hear about this story. A bodega worker was just listening about this on the way over here. Was protecting himself from an assailant who had walked into the bodega, jumped the counter, and was attacking the bodega worker. The bodega worker then kills the assailant out of self-defense, pure self-defense. It's on video. And now the bodega worker is being charged with... Murder.
0: But he got bail, right? He was able to get bail?
1: Uh, no, the, the answer exactly is no. He's, sure. at, he's, at,
0: he's at Rikers Island. He's, he's currently in Rikers Island. It's hilarious for defending. He's defending himself against someone coming in to do Lord knows what, hitting him, assaulting him, and you can't even defend yourself. You wind up at Rikers Island with no bail. Sorry.
1: Uh, I'm just looking at this now. He was freed after bail. And the, the bail was l- lowered. So Okay, so originally uh, he was not freed,
0: though. He was sent to Rikers Island. They must have just yeah. did this today or yesterday. New though.
1: York City uh, Politico's demand D.A. Alvin Bragg dropped Jose Alba's bodega murder charge. That was seven hours ago from the New York Post.
0: Okay. But originally, he did spend time in Rikers Island because he couldn't yes. make bail because yes. I, they, they, they let all these people out in 2020, right before we had all these riots in the summer. They were all that out on bail because of COVID, using COVID as probably a, a guys to let them out. And then look what happened. We have everything gets burned down in 2020. Uh, under under the ruse that it was for Black Lives Matter, which which I- if disgusting to even to, to even try to use that to uh, as as an excuse for what went on this summer. Okay, I understand what happened to George Floyd was a tragedy, should have never happened. You can't n- kneel on someone's neck, but what happened after was mind boggling. I mean, and it just got like uh, there was there was an, an instance of a someone throwing a Molotov cocktail at a cop car. And and those people were lawyers, and I think, and they finally did get charged, but they got bail. So why has it got to be a big news story for a bodega owner to get bail? Like I said,
1: you're, you're defending yourself. Yeah, w- when you're talking about charging somebody for murder that's acting out of self-defense, I mean, it is, I mean, we're going down a very slippery slope. And this letter that was that was signed demanding that these charges be dropped was signed by Democrats and Republicans alike. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I can't actually believe the district attorney filed murder charges in a self-defense case when this is on video here. You can see here the bodega worker with the knife in his hand wow. as, this, as this man comes behind him and is clearly attacking
0: him. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I wonder if uh, someone was in the d ear or pockets or both. Maybe the, uh, the governor, Kathy Hochul? Maybe. Whoever it is, probably higher up than her, but they all have an agenda. They all have an agenda. Like I said, you can't, you can't buy – they don't want you to buy a concealed firearm in New York. They don't want you to have it on you. And when she was asked for the stats, they, they asked her during a press conference, what are the stats on people that, that commit crimes, these concealed carriers, that, c- people with a concealed carry permit that commit crimes? She said flat out she doesn't have the numbers. She doesn't need the numbers. Crime is crime. Well, well no, it's not.
1: That's, that's a different thing, lady. I mean, and she wasn't even elected. That was my next comment. She doesn't need the numbers because she wasn't elected. She wasn't elected. I mean, it,
0: you keep in mind, the last governor had to resign because numerous things. I, I have the bigger issue with the nursing homes, the fact that he was forcing COVID elderly people into nursing homes. They were dying at an outstanding rate. Happened here in PA, too, with Tom Wolf. But Como, that, that was him. And then all of a sudden there's some sexual sexual harassment charges, so he has to resign. And then you get an unelected official that can do whatever she wants because she wasn't elected. She doesn't care.
1: And she probably has an unobstructed path to, to winning governor again.
0: And if uh, it's like this, I mean, if it's like this in one state, it's like this in other states. How how bad is it? How do we get here? I don't think that's a question we're ever going to answer. It's going to take a long time. But.
1: I think we're on the cusp of a revolution here in this country. I well, really that, do. That's and what I you think need. It's, and I think it's not too far away. Well, it's it's crazy to admit
0: this but you have two paths at this point you have
1: the civil war path or the revolution path.
0: the civil war path seems to be what the people in charge seem to want because they are very def- everything they do is divisive 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 divis- it's always how can they divide us you know amongst each other whether it's by color race money and anything and i just i don't know how how it got this bad Maybe it's from people not paying attention and worried, but more about keeping up with the Kardashians and keeping up with current events. I don't know, but it's it's got to change. And I guess I could start right here with this podcast. I don't know, but we can make news fun. But there's just, there's so many ways that we're being taken advantage of and robbed and just.
1: Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> you're right. How did we get here is a great question. It's been, it's been probably, you know, if you're asking me, 20 years of hubris. Yeah. You know, uh, of just. you know, Turning, you know, being ignorant to certain things,
0: Well, I, you talk about how I used to be a, a liberal Democrat or whatever. I used to be kind of like a big Bush guy I was all for the war in Iraq and all this stuff to keep. I feel like an idiot for having them thoughts now, like honestly, like for supporting Bush. Not that Kerry was any better or anyone else is any better, but it's like we never even had a good candidate that we can ever say, hey, I'd really like to vote for it. There was never one, honestly, until Trump. And he even had his things where what he would say and talk. But who cares about that now? That is is such a minor issue now. But Trump was the first candidate that I said, hey, I like everything about this guy. He talks for real, the the way he talks, the way he acts. And I think he'll follow through on his promises. Look at how many times did a president in the past promise they were going to move the uh, embassy from, where was it, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? Every president, I think, going back to Jimmy Carter, how many did it? None. Trump finally does it. Everyone's up in arms. Now, we get the, we had these people for 20 years that just did not have our best interest. They might have thought – we might have thought they had our best interest. Sure, seeming like invading Iraq to keep the world safe was like a good idea back then, but it just sounds so freaking stupid now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, know, you saw the Trump administration broker peace deals all across – not only just the Middle East, but across
0: uh, the world. I don't understand how that didn't shock anyone because if you turned on CNN and MSNBC for every day, you would have thought we were on the verge of World War III for three and a half four years.
1: You know, speaking of Trump, and not to get into Trump, but do you ever sit here and wonder, like, how, how, and why did John, Donald Trump become so hated? Wh- what's the he reason? ran for president. He ran for president, and then everyone decided to hate him. The that, media turned that's on the him. weirdest part to me: the fact that he had so many people not, that was in
0: love with him he before. He was not hated
1: before. Not, he was loved he ran for president. He, he was, was in he,
0: movies. He was in everything. Yeah, he
1: was. I mean, Mac Miller wrote a song about him. Yeah, I mean, this guy was not hated at all. Mm-mm. Maybe by a small percentage of the population. Maybe because he was on, you know, uh, certain TV shows or whatever. But just because the, he, one of the he most popular in, shows the, ever, yeah. The Apprentice. I mean, come on. And then he runs for president in this. Probably more than 50 percent of the people in this country absolutely despise the man.
0: Do you think it's 50 percent of the country or do you think that you're being you've been told for four years it's 50 percent of the country?
1: I'm assuming that half the country is is split evenly between Democrats and Republicans, probably a little bit more right leaning. And I'm not just saying that, but probably maybe 55, 45, 60, 40, maybe conservative. I think we live in a right, a center right country. I do not oh, believe no we live in a center-left or left-leaning country. No. We are a center-right, probably conservative-leaning country, the majority of the people. The,
0: the majority, majority of the people, people don't
1: want to be bothered. That's right. that's the problem. And the system's set up
0: to just – listen, you work 40 hours a week, and then we'll, with that money you make, you could have all this fun. Don't worry about what's going on with politics. Don't worry what's going on in the, in the world right now. You elect people to worry about that. Well, it has been working out the last – actually 20 or 30 years but it's it's gotten really bad really bad the last two
1: yeah i mean if you think otherwise if you think we are a left or a liberal country the majority of people here you're lying yourself so um but don't want to get off topic there um let's go on to the next subject if that's all right we've that we've seen in the news this week why is the united states sending its emergency oil reserves to china okay so, I looked into this, and here's
0: what I have. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So, there's there's a couple different types of crude oil. So, there's sour crude oil, as they call it, and that's what mostly is in our oil reserves. Now, let's go back to, to COVID. Um, I guess that, that's where you have to start because our oil reserves weren't necessarily always always at 100% or, or topped off. So, when, the, when COVID happened, the price of oil basically went – did it go negative or it went very cheap? So, what – not to bring up Trump again, what the last president did was he decided to make the decision to use our budget to fill up those. And he did it at a very cheap price. It, it was it was a good idea. And um, now it's being, I would say, given away. But here's where I'm going to play. Like I said, devil's advocate. So we have the sour crude oil and that's what's mostly in these reserves. And the argument the administration can make if they want to is that these refineries in the United States, maybe they don't want that type of oil because they aren't built to refine. They're built to refine what's called sweet oil. Um, Sweet oil has less impurities and it's easier to make gasoline out of and such. Um, Now China and India, they're known for buying the sour oil because it's cheaper and usually it goes to the highest bidder. But again, the administration is not giving us this explanation which is confusing so it gets me to wonder why, why not? And then you wonder. I wonder if who's buying this oil in China? What company? And does that company have any dealings to maybe Hunter Biden or anything? I mean,
1: well, it's interesting. And before we get into this, I, you know, we do want to mention it's July eighth. Gas prices have been dropping for the last seems like three weeks, slowly. I mean, it seems like it's a penny or two a day, but they're still dropping. Um, is demand falling? Um, you know, from what I am reading, refineries in the U.S. Gulf Coast were at 97.9 utilization, 98% refining capacity in the Gulf, the most in three and a half years. Because they're never at 100. I mean, no. Now, so my question is, even if we did drill for more, even if we did drill for more here in the United States, would that drop the price of oil? I want to say yes, because I think it is speculative, you know, on, on how the prices are set. But how much more can we produce if they're at 98% utilization? And think about when hurricane season starts here uh, yes. in another month. <laughs> Golf, August, Golf September, Mexico. October. God forbid if we have even one hurricane that hits the Gulf Coast. You, you know it's going to happen in Biden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're going to see 550 potentially.
0: My original prediction was six dollars by August, and that was yeah. back in February when it started to go up. And I stand by that prediction. It's going to go down a little bit by. It, it's it's only going to go up because you, did they eliminate the gas tax for whatever that is twenty six cents? No. Okay. So, uh, whatever's causing it to go down, releasing the strategic oil reserves, does it even matter if it's going down pennies on the dollar? It's like, are you do you feel that great paying? 465 for gas, as opposed to 505. Whenever a year ago you were paying 270, it, right? And it's only going to get worse. This is just a little blip on the radar. We're we're going down here for a little bit, and then it's going to go
1: right back up. You know, I, I'll be totally objective here. It, it's almost kind of unfair to say that we had two dollar gas, two fifty gas under Trump, because that was during COVID when nobody was driving. Demand was way down globally. So it may have been artificially lower then. I think it's realistic to say maybe $3 would have been an average price at that point in time without COVID. But this just trickles down into everything. I mean, this is why inflation is the way it is. Um, Fuel charges, you know, trucking, diesel fuel is through the roof, shipping costs globally are through the roof. Everything is going up. And and we haven't even gotten into natural gas, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a future episode. But, um, you know, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is at its lowest inventory since 1986, and yet we have 470,000 barrels of sour crude went to Trieste, Italy, which is home to a pipeline that sends oil to refineries in Central Europe. Um, We have two cargoes of 560,000 barrels each um, those went to Netherlands into a refinery in India. This is our oil. Yes, our oil. This isn't oil drilled out in. We actually paid for. The, it, we paid for the oil already. Yeah, with our tax dollars. And a third cargo is headed to China. China. It's headed to China. So um, I, I can't even begin to fathom why we would be sending oil to China, if for any reason whatsoever. And I was just telling you earlier. If you sent that much oil, you'd have to be paying. What did I say? One hundred and sixty dollars a barrel to, to fund the latest eight hundred million dollar round of funding they're sending over to Ukraine. And that's just but that's, that's just one that's just one check to Ukraine. We've, yeah, I mean, that's besides the point. We'll talk about that in a future episode too. We could we could we have all the time in the world to talk about Ukraine. But um, but let's talk about this again. I mean, why are we sending oil to China? I, I just don't understand it. Um, this is the taxpayers' oil funding. You know, funding oil over to China so it's really hard for me to get my head around this uh, I just don't understand I mean if you're a Democrat and you voted for Biden you can't possibly be saying this is what I voted for everything's great this is this is what I voted for this is what I signed up for when I voted for him in in 20 why not they're offering free handouts why not yeah. just
0: give free handouts to Ukraine oil to China who cares
1: yeah I mean you know but it these idiots don't realize, though, like
0: this 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 is not supposed to be used to lower the gas, lower the gas prices. That that's not what this oil is supposed to be used for. Okay, it's for times of national emergency where if there's a shortage, we don't have to worry about like waiting to refine gas. It's there, it's there, it's ready to go. Or if we're in a time of war, which knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't happen. We are getting closer and closer to it every day. We're not liked by a lot of countries around the world for our actions the last 20 years. So God forbid if we would ever get into a conflict with a power like Russia or China. you got to wonder, where are some of these other countries like India, where are they going to side? Right.
1: And, and, you know, uh, and, and that's a great point you brought up. I mean, Not just militarily, economically. Yeah. Again, I mean, I, I think that it would be okay to release, these, release oil from the reserve during, like you said, uh, maybe a natural disaster like a hurricane. You know, during hurricane season. But right now, I, I don't understand for this. a few pennies for, for liberty, a few 15, pennies. I sense. just really don't understand why they're draining one hundred and eighty million barrels of oil from our strategic petroleum reserves, and you're going to send over a million of those barrels overseas. Even Jeff Bezos is criticizing President Biden, who owns the Washington Post. In addition to Amazon, he owns the Washington Post, uh, probably the most left-leaning newspaper. Yes. And the worst. Uh, in the in the United States and he's even criticizing president Biden in this in this white house so um things are not looking good i don't know when we'll see a reprieve from the oil uh from the gas prices um you might see a shortage before you see gas prices get below $4 yeah i think everyone would sign up for $4 $4 a gallon gas right now I but maybe that's what they want us to think you know maybe maybe they want us to to be conditioned to to think that's the new normal for gas. That's what it should cost. You know, so um, we see it over in Europe. It's equivalent to about $7 a gallon. So
0: we could drill here, though. And he shut down on day one, the executive order to shut down pipeline. He, he, listen, he's on record saying he wants to kill oil and gas the entire election cycle of 2015 and 2016. He got his wish, but he's somehow now blaming this on gas station owners. Uh, that's the latest. Blaming gas station He's, he's yeah. literally blaming gas, gas station owners.
1: And that's what drew the criticism from Jeff Bezos.
0: Uh, it, it's hilarious. Like this, And he gets away with blaming all these other people. Never He ran on taking blame himself. And the dude gets away with blaming everyone, and the media never
1: presses him for it.
0: And if they do, it's Peter Doocy. And honestly, it's the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah, this is not an energy... Friendly administration. No, especially no. when we have all the energy this uh, a country can ever dream of. I, I've read that we have a hundred years of oil here. Germany would be, it would
0: be salivating at our at our at our energy right now.
1: Salivating, salivating, anyone. And things actually look worse for Europeans than they do for us. Yeah, because of the natural gas situation, they're going to find themselves in. I texted you the other day. What are they going to do in the fall and in the winter when they have to heat their homes with natural gas that they don't even have? So start a fire. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Start cutting
0: down wood. They they were warned about this, and even and I love it. I played the clip on my Instagram. Trump warned them, you better be careful because you're going to be paying a lot more money, and you're going to be dependent on Russia for oil and gas.
1: And they and laughed at him.
0: Laughed at. Laughed him out of the room. Laughed him out of the room.
1: But this is has to be the number one driver of inflation, um, you know, that we're seeing at these gas prices. I, it just trickles down in everything, and you know. In every facet of society. It didn't help that we keep on all this money we're
0: sending. Again, well, Ukraine is going to be its entire own episode. But all the money we're sending to Ukraine, all this printing money for COVID. And then the best is we're, we're spending, what, what was it? How many hundreds of millions on COVID shots? But we're not getting the test anymore because forget testing now because that, that got exposed as the test were bunk. So all of a sudden we're not testing for that. But we're spending money on the vaccine still. Nobody really wants these anymore, but we're still spending whatever, a billion dollars on them. Where is the money coming from? Just print it.
1: Well, if you ask the PA, the PA Department of Health, they probably are still down for testing because you know, vax, If I see, mask,
0: I, I, test. I, I saw a bus. I, I, I just they're everywhere. I, they're everywhere. I mean, it's it's like.
1: Yeah, but you brought up a good point. I don't know anyone getting a COVID test, even if they get sick. Yeah, I don't know. So
0: it, it's like everything. It, honestly, this happened February first. It was like someone just shut it off. That's it. No more testing. Yeah. Just if you get sick, then stay home for forget it five days now, not seven. Or was I, it do, 10? I do we know some know people. The, we don't know where the CDC.
1: I do know some people with COVID. And, uh, and speaking of that, speaking of that, um, I will say that my uh, my sister in law actually uh, has COVID right now. Really? Works at a, a nursing home, hmm. and uh, they uh, this is her summer job. Uh, she's still in college. She told the nursing home that she has COVID, tested positive. They said, okay, take take tomorrow off, come back to work the next day. So, (laughs) (laughs) this is a nursing home, that they want a COVID-positive employee to return to work within 48, 72 hours of of testing positive. (sighs) That's just, it's amazing how just the rules just change. So,
0: And it's, I don't know.
1: So. Now, is that
0: person vaccinated?
1: I believe, I believe she is. Because I I know three, three
0: current people with COVID, three are sick, two for sure of COVID. Both are vaccinated. The third one's also vaccinated, but I don't know if it's because you can't get a test anymore. Someone's just it's back to where just simple colds and flus exist again. So we're just doing Correct.
1: that. Correct. I would like to know the you know, and, and we have a COVID special coming up, but you know, just the immunity. How if you have COVID, if you had COVID, you know. How long does that last? I know people that have been reinfected, but I don't
0: think anyone that's not vaccinated has gotten COVID and survived to tell the tale. So that's what we've been told on the news for literally (laughs) six months, that that if you didn't get the vaccine, you would die. And I mean, I'm still here. I mean, and I've gone through so many injuries since COVID happened, whether it's a torn Achilles or the back fusion, whatever. And I'm still alive. Yeah, Uh, I'm a survivor.
1: Yeah. So good to tell the tale. Do you want to go to a commercial break? Yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back. Mark, what do you want to talk about when we come back? Give us a little preview. Uh, I have a monologue that I want to talk about Pope Francis and Nancy Pelosi. The love affair continues over in the Vatican. We'll talk about that when we come back. All right.
0: When he's on television during the day, everyone knows Dr. Fauci's lying like he's Don King. But what you don't know is when he goes home at night, He's lying like he's an Egyptian king because he uses MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. And unlike masks, just one simple layer of Mike's MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets will provide you with all the protection you'll need against sleepless nights. So call and order yours today, MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. We are back with Mark. Mark, take it.
1: Okay. So here's my monologue. And I'm aiming my ire at Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, and her BFF, her bestie, the leader of the Catholic Church, Pope Francis. As you know, I'm a devout Catholic. I've been attending Mass my entire life. I've been attending the traditional Latin Mass for over a year now. This is the same Mass that's been celebrated for over a 1,000 years. And Pope Francis wants nothing more than to see that mass disappear from the earth. He's been doing everything possible to make sure that it doesn't get celebrated. But we'll get into him in just a bit. But did you see what Nancy Pelosi and her husband Paul did last week, just days after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade? After coming out condemning the SCOTUS ruling, saying how horrified she was, made her sick. Crazy Nancy, who professes to be a devout Catholic, just like me, made a beeline to the Vatican for an audience with Pope Francis. This is not the first time these two have met. Pelosi and her husband Paul attended a papal mass in St. Peter's Basilica, where Pelosi received Holy Communion, and she was seated in a VIP section inside St. Peter's. What's wrong with that, you might say? If you haven't heard, Pelosi has been denied the sacrament by her own Archbishop, Salvatore Cordiglione, in her home diocese of San Francisco for her outspoken and continued support of abortion. What Pelosi is doing is politicizing the body and blood of Jesus Christ. She's flaunting her authority, power, and closeness with His Holiness Pope Francis, who, by the way, supports the Supreme Court ruling, He came out and said so, but refuses to deny her or anyone else Holy Communion because he believes this isn't being, quote-unquote, pastoral. Who is advising Francis, and why does he continue to meet with Pelosi? There are certain cardinals who Francis refuses to meet with. But Pelosi, sure, why not? Francis, in his former life as a priest, archbishop and cardinal in Argentina, was considered a conservative. And at some point prior to his papal election in 2013, a transformation took place. In my opinion, Francis is now among the leaders of the liberal world order we're seeing unfold before our eyes. Francis says and does everything you would expect a successor to St. Peter not to say and do. Every day Francis remains as Pope, the Catholic Church creeps closer and closer to Protestantism. Is that what true Catholics really want? For my Catholic friends out there, look around. Church pews are less and less filled. Seminaries aren't what they used to be. And the Diocese of Pittsburgh only ordained one priest this year. On the other hand, go to a traditional Latin Mass. There are a couple here in the diocese. And you'll see the opposite. It's filled with families and young children. And it's thriving. We all need to pray for this world. Because the next pope might be even further than the left and Jorge Bergoglio, otherwise known as Francis. Joe, your thoughts. Uh, I mean, you pretty much hit it
0: spot on. Uh, the only thing is with Francis, you don't even know if he's really all there, if he even knows what he's doing. He's so old and decrepit, and he's been in wheelchair bound for how long. But the cast of characters that he's been meeting since 20, was it 2022 or late 2021, I think, is. Strange. How many times has Biden gone over there?
1: Very strange. He's met with Biden, um, but in all fairness, he met with Donald Trump and um, Melania uh, and Ivanka. Um, he just met with Elon Musk. That, that was, was a surprise. Week.
0: That was a surprise visit. I in, saw that. And
1: Elon's four uh, boys. Um, at least we think. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I just don't understand. And I've been asking you. You know, I. You are pretty infamous on Instagram. I've been asking you to. Channel some of your energy toward Pope Francis and the Catholic Church. You know, what's going on over there? I truly believe that he is one of the, the leaders in this liberal world order that's going on. And uh, I just don't understand, you know, how he's talk about how we got to this point, how we got to Francis. Well, you know, and what's coming after Francis because he has stacked the College of Cardinals with more liberal um, bishops and who are now becoming cardinals next month in their ceremony in Rome. So – um, You know, he he continues to meet with these with these politicians um, and and whatnot. But, you know, all we could do was pray. Do you remember whenever he got chosen as pope or is it considered elected as pope? Is that
0: what's the what's the term? Uh, Elected. Okay. Do you remember when he was elected as pope? You're right. He was a conservative pope. What what changed since it's almost like did he just say and do things to get elected pope or did he get into office and was controlled and told to say and do certain things? Because it just doesn't line up with Catholicism anymore. It does. This it, it, it doesn't make any sense.
1: It doesn't. Honestly, I'm shocked that he hasn't made a decision to make you know women deacons, to remove the celibacy um, from priests. I'm honestly surprised that that hasn't happened yet. Um, but you know, I, I do. You know, I, in all fairness, you know, I I do like that he consecrated Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary back in March. Um, that was something that. You know the Blessed Virgin Mary asked for in her apparitions in in, in Fatima back in 1917 the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. He did that, um, so that's good. But you know the, the things he has said and done are just so contrary to what Joseph Ratzinger, Pope Benedict XVI, did before him. Um,
0: I'm so, not gonna lie. I was
1: shocked when he came out and, and said he was fine with the Roe v. Wade decision,
0: or whatever the Dobbs decision on Roe v. Wade. I, I was, was shocked that he he actually was was on that side of it. I, I was shocked too. Would,
1: I thought he would have taken a more neutral approach and said he doesn't get involved in that. But he did come out in support of that. So, um, but we saw Pelosi. Back to Pelosi. You know, I, I, I just can't believe that she left Washington D.C. It's not like anything, there's no crisis going on. Three days after the Supreme Court ruling, and went right to the Vatican and said, asked for a blessing from Pope Francis. And then sat in a VIP section where they gave her Holy Communion. Now, Pope Francis does not administer Holy Communion. He does, has not done that for years. But they definitely know who the politicians are and who the VIPs are sitting in that VIP section. So they definitely knew that she was getting communion. And Pope Francis, like I said, has come out against denying people the Eucharist. Um, but for Pelosi to do that and politicize it, you know, she's basically saying, look at me, you know. Sounds like Pope Francis is just towing a very careful political line, which is so weird for a pope. Like Yeah, yeah, very, very strange. But it's a political line he's towing, and it's you know, not people, doing a good job either. Right. And some of the people I talk to think that the next pope after him, I think he is 87 years old. Um. And in, in the rumors of him resigning are not true, at least as of right now. Um, there's rumors that he had cancer. He had diverticulitis. He had a large part part of his colon removed. Um, but the, the people that I've talked to are worried that the next pope might be even more to the left than Francis is. So we'll have to keep an eye on that whenever well, the, the time you comes. You really
0: can't, though, because he could be a, a right-leaning pope, and then in two years, he's doing stuff that Pope Francis yeah. is doing. I mean, yeah, well,
1: there's definitely people behind the scenes that are – that are playing, you know, the strings and in, in, in advising Francis on on different issues. So, some of those people are getting have gotten their way. Uh, but Nancy going there? Well, first of all,
0: shame her husband couldn't drive her there because <laughs> love to see her go. But, but I, I hear she is not in the best of health. Okay, that's my I can't can't tell you who my sources are. My sources tell me that she is not in the best of health. I'm not saying she was going there for her last rites, but. Something just doesn't add up with the trip over there, the timing and everything else. Like I said,
1: was she getting his ear about Roe vs. Wade also? She could have been asking for maybe a reversal of his stance. I mean, you uh, know. But just the timing of it, like you said, you're leaving Washington, D.C. Well, it's, the country is literally in turmoil. Right. It's the end of June. I don't think they're on their summer recess yet. That won't be until I think early August around August I right think. and you go right to the Vatican and it's like okay now I just don't know I just don't understand you know the whole that whole thing so um, we could talk about different different conspiracies and, and things like that but um, and when you, you can't politicize the body of Christ and she is accepting communion which Catholics believe that it is the body and blood of Jesus Christ in defiance of her own archbishop you know who received some pushback for denying her communion. Out in San Francisco, he also received a lot of support for doing that as well. Because she is such an outspoken proponent of abortion. Um but anyways, that's my uh that's my rant against Pope Francis. So I think we have another another topic we want to get to. I'll let you take that.
0: Well, first of all, you know how Nancy could could make herself right with God without even seeing the Pope. Just just resign and beg forgiveness from all your constituents because Her area is not doing so well. All them California areas, these liberal Maxine Waters, they're all filled with homeless people, poor. It's a disaster. And they still somehow live in these, due to gerrymandering, these nice $300 million houses
1: in the district or $3.5 million house I think she lives in. That's another topic that amazes me, that the state of California, how can they be so overwhelmingly Democratic after everything that goes on? In California,
0: okay. Well, how would they elect Gavin Newsom again? He had a recall election because he sucked so bad, and then he did great in the recall election.
1: He got over sixty percent of the vote it in the
0: doesn't recall. Doesn't make any sense at all. You have to say, wait a minute, is this the mail-in ballots thing again? Which we're gonna—that'll be another whole another episode there too with the two thousand mules and the mm-hmm. twenty twenty election. That'll be a fun one. But
1: and, and we've seen Gavin Newsom actually turn his attention toward Ron DeSantis of all people, which is strange. Why do you think that is? I. There's no way they could be the 20
0: that those could be the two twenty twenty four nominees Like the, the sand is Maybe if Trump doesn't decide to run, I get it. But like, how are you going to have Gavin? There's no way Gavin Newsom is going to run for president. So so unless he's just trying to take a peg off of the sand. But it's not a good look
1: because look at your state compared to, to Florida. I think uh, you're right. I don't think that they're, they're going to be the 2024 candidates. I think it's going to be Trump and Biden again.
0: I would love unless, I would love
1: I would love that. And then I would love for Biden to get 100 million votes this time. Just 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 to laugh like an insane person for another four years. Say, how did this
0: happen? Ah.
1: Unless unless Newsom's just kind of testing the waters to see how the polling goes. If he, you know, nibbles it, nibbles at DeSantis. But, you know, I would love to see Ron DeSantis run in 2024. That would be my pick. Um, I think Trump, you know, love him or hate him. I think he is. He he He's divisive. He doesn't have to be. And the media also plays into that as well in the divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're seeing the media actually turn on Biden a little bit, too, here, you know, and go the other way. Not as harsh as they were on Trump, but you are starting it's to see that. not even them. close. Not even close. It's not, it's not close. You're right. But um, my pick would be DeSantis in 2024. That's he,
0: who I want to run. Here's my only thing with DeSantis. And I have a few issues with Trump. There are some things that Trump did that I didn't like, blah, blah, blah. But with DeSantis, my only issue is, like I said, you go back to the election He somehow got elected in Florida with the Dominion voting machines, which is fine. He was a popular guy. Not saying he's crooked or anything, but my only thing is he never pursued election fraud in the state of Florida in 2020. And I feel like there was, if there was fraud, there's fraud in PA. There's fraud in Florida. There's fraud in every state. Don't don't kid yourself. But that is one thing that bothered me about DeSantis is he never really pursued the election fraud aspect, election fraud aspect of it. But I'm nitpicking there. I mean, but it is a major issue for me. I'd like to know more about. What happened in Florida for the the 2020 election? Just like, I want to know more about Pennsylvania, in Arizona, and other states, Nevada, New Mexico. We could go on Wisconsin, and on and on. Wisconsin, Michigan. Michigan. This is insane. I mean, we could name 30 of the 50 states.
1: Yeah, that that and that could be a whole different episode as well, talking about election fraud and election mail in ballots and um, voter ID uh, and things like that. But um, but Gavin Newsom. Back to Gavin Newsom. Um, you know, I think that he's probably trying to position himself for a 2028 20, run, maybe 2024, depending on what happens with Biden. California might not survive yeah. till 2028. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what if what if something happens to Biden and he doesn't run in 2020? I mean, can't, we'll, we'll say next year. That's when campaigning really starts.
0: Honestly, what if something happens? If, uh, it could happen before then. Then you're like then you're going to have Kamala in the White House. And that honestly, I don't know if I could take that, like at least with Biden. I can laugh because it's so stupid. I at least get some enjoyment out of it. I get no enjoyment at all out of Kamala Harris's laugh. What, what else? She doesn't make any sense when she speaks. She says the same five words literally over and over again in a word salad that makes no sense every time she speaks. I, 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 I don't know. This She's is, too much. She it's is it's too number much. two. And then and then you got Pelosi as number three. Got And people say, oh, that'll never happen. Well, well, dummies that are listening. It already happened before. But how do you think Gerald Ford got into the office of the presidency?
1: Right. And and hold I have a a thought that I want to I want to get to. But I was I was back in my Democratic days. I was a big Biden guy, probably 10, 12 years ago. I thought Biden was great. You know, when he was younger, he was fiery. You know, he was this, you know, a a Catholic, uh, one of the few outspoken Catholic congressmen at the time, senators. And, you know, we saw what happened, a a true deterioration of, of someone's mind and body over the last 12 years. And and, and you're seeing an absolute corpse in the White House now. He's a bowl of oatmeal. But he's a bowl of oatmeal. Um, But what I wanted to mention to you, speaking of of Nancy Pelosi, the third in line, um, we've talked about this. We could have a Republican-controlled House. Yes. I mean, that would – that's – you would think almost a guarantee, but nothing's for sure in in this day and age. The Senate's going to be close. Probably – it worse, maybe a fifty-fifty tie. You know, maybe we, maybe the Republicans flip a seat. Senate's more important, though. Believe it. Well, yeah, I think Pennsylvania is going to be tough. Um, but if we have a Republican-controlled House, do you think? And you've talked about this. Donald Trump will become Speaker. Okay, so I think when did I first say this? March
0: of 2021. I think I was March or April of 2021. I was whispering this, and then I, I already came out after whenever it looked like it was going to be a landslide for for all. All Republicans in the House and Senate. So, what it would work, how it would work is, they get control of the House, and you get to elect the Speaker if you're the majority party. Now, you don't have to elect a congressman; you can elect just a normal citizen. Now, if that's the case, Trump wouldn't have a vote in Congress. But does that really matter? I, I want him for the Speaker of the House role, where get to listen to him with the gavel, and it would just be amazing. And then, he has an open platform. To speak again, because you really can't ban him off social media. Not that he's ever going to go back to Twitter again. He has his own social media company, which we could get into later with, with
1: Twitter and Elon Musk and everything that happened today. But it's. You said this has happened before, correct?
0: I can't remember if it has or not. I'd have to think. I've said I've said a lot of crazy things.
1: But <laughs> it, it is it is a possibility because I've heard this floated out there by some congressmen. Uh, that, that's crazy. When, like,
0: I think I heard one person suggest it on Twitter before I did it. And I was like, I don't know. This is back like in in January, like right when Biden took office, I think. And I was like, I don't know. But then the more and more you think about it, it's a real possibility. Will it happen?
1: Probably not. No, but, I, put, I put it at a very, very low percentage.
0: But, I mean, did you ever see – did you ever think in your mind that a dude that – had dementia that would only come out of his basement to sniff a few children during the 2020 election campaign, would somehow get the most votes in America. I'll say it again.
1: He got the most votes in American history, man. 81 million votes. 81 million. And Donald Trump got the most votes by a sitting president and lost by 10 million.
0: And no one congratulated Joe Biden for getting 81 million votes. It's like they want you to just memory hole that. Like, I, I, if I got 81 million votes, I, I'd want it plastered on the White House that, hey, I got 81 million
1: people voted for me. He's almost like embarrassed by it. 81 million people. Hey, yeah. we didn't say this, but he, he said it. We have the largest, most inclo- inclusive voter fraud organization in, in the country. Yeah. yeah, Not our quote. That's him. That's him. Hey. And
0: that was what? He said it numerous times, but I think he, the most notorious one was like a week before election. It was like late October he said that, that exact same thing. And it was like, ah, uh, two weeks later, Trump was up by five million votes in PA. And then all of a sudden, at four in the morning, boom, they're gone. Biden
1: caught up. Our election process in this country is—it's—it's it's laughable. I mean, One—it's election day. It's one day. Not I, I think month. I think everybody should be off work. I think it should be a holiday, and I think it should be—you know—no excuse. You show up to the polls, you bring your ID, and you vote. Make it a holiday. Make it a day off work for everyone that can go vote. So there are no excuses, and that's it. We know we go to bed at night, and we know who wins. I don't understand what's so hard about that, and what's wrong with that. You know, when these people say, oh, "You know, voter ID, you know, this, that," I mean, just bring an ID to the vote to the polls.
0: I mean, they want you to have one for what? It's you gotta, you gotta have one, you it. gotta have one to carry a concealed weapon. You gotta have one to do to if you want to. Hey, you want to board a plane? Sorry, Sorry well, the Democrats so opposed to voter ID uh, because it's, the, it's, sense it's gonna ruin
1: the cheating issue. You're right; it's gonna ruin the cheating. It's the only thing you, I could think of. It's a common sense issue. I, I
0: mean, it's not that hard. And the, the, they use, like, the, what makes me sick, honestly, they use the, like, the minorities. As, oh, I'm, I'm, black people will never be able to get a, an ID. What? Like, how are they not, how are the tables not reversed on them for even suggesting that?
1: <laughs> That's actually, if you ask me, kind of racist for it, them to it's even completely suggest racist. that. Like. I just don't understand why we can't have it. Everyone's off work. You can go vote all day. It's an all-day thing. The polls are up in 12 hours. Get out there and do your thing. You know, instead, a holiday. instead,
0: we have groups of people going to nursing homes, collecting votes, and it's totally, totally
1: fine. And then they drop these votes off
0: in, in, a, in a big thing, which you are only legally allowed to do people in your household or family, immediate family,
1: and they're dropping off 30 or 40 ballots in a mailbox. And hey, who cares? Where did I just read today? Ballot boxes were deemed illegal, I think in Wisconsin. They should be everywhere. And
0: OK, so the governor race in PA, Josh Shapiro, is notorious for being the one that brought the, the paper mail in ballots to PA, and it ruined our election because, like I said, it was crazy. He was up by four and a half million on election night at like one in the morning. The bookies' odds were, I think, Biden to win were like plus 5,000. It was something insane, meaning every hundred dollars you bet on Biden at like midnight to win the election would have brought you back five thousand dollars, something insane. And and it happened, and, and we weren't ever allowed to see, hey, we heard of all these, well. There's trucks that had ballots, and this happened, and then we had to evacuate the Staples Center in Georgia because of a water break, and then you just never heard anything else about it. Just <laughs> ah, we're on to the next thing.
1: <laughs> it, it, it was truly an unbelievable night. You know, if, I'm sure everyone. Remembers it was an unbelievable
0: month, if you remember. That went on until they really didn't even announce like a winner. It's just Joe Biden took the stage in front of a bunch of Jeep Wranglers mm. one day, honking their horns, yeah. and gave an acceptance speech.
1: Even that night, Fox News night, called Arizona called Arizona for Biden. Do you remember me texting you eleven thirty at night?
0: That night at like three in the morning, I was texting you, going, "I am looking at these numbers for Maricopa County, and they just don't add up when you look at the primary election. Like it's it's almost like twenty five thousand people just came out of nowhere, and voted, which which could happen because not everyone votes during the primary. But here is the thing: Trump rose, Trump ran unopposed during the primary and set records in almost every state for the most votes in turnout for a primary running unopposed joe biden i mean he came in seventh place in iowa which is the first caucus it wasn't a primary new hampshire i think he came in fifth or sixth in new hampshire he left actually in the middle of the night then he lost somewhere else didn't even finish in the top three and then all of a sudden right before COVID, it was literally like march 10th the day a couple days before the country shut down they had super tuesday in the south and he somehow dominated yeah, and he then he won and then COVID COVID happened they declared him the winner and and he was the candidate and you really never heard anything about
1: uh, any other candidate? No, they all suck. They all suck yeah. to begin with. I mean, yeah. But back to back to Wisconsin here. This is from CNN. The Wisconsin Supreme Court on Friday, today, barred the use of most ballot drop boxes, and ruled that no one can return a ballot in person on behalf of another voter, dealing a blow to Democrats ahead of crucial contests in this perennial battleground state. So, um. That's good news. Yeah. You know, it's one la- less layer of voter fraud that they could, that's out there, you know. And, you, and I told you before, you look at the voter or the ballot drop boxes in this state. You know, we don't really hear of them on the this, on this side of the state. Beaver County has one. Allegheny County has one. Washington County <laughs> has one. Uh, like, probably most counties should. Maybe just have one. Maybe it's your county courthouse.
0: Sounds Seems like it sounds like a, sounds like a go, genius it?
1: run for office. That's yeah. a genius idea. You go to Philadelphia. Go out east. Grand Nettie 2024. <laughs> you go out east. to Montgomery County, Philadelphia County, everywhere out east. There are tons of drop boxes all over the place. It's weird, man. It, I'm not going to get into 2000 mules because I'm not going to. We don't have time for that. But, you know,
0: I have yet to watch it.
1: It's, it's good. I mean, I, a lot of the stuff I not to brag, but I knew going in, but it's good. We could talk about that in, in another episode. Um, but this is good news. And we hope that maybe more states do this.
0: Yes, definitely. Because
1: y- you can't have
0: election month. Because what happens is like, you, you get a situation like happened in Pennsylvania on election night where, oh, my God, Trump's up by 4.5 million votes in PA and, and a bunch of other states. He's up big. So let's for the first time in history, stop counting in, like, seven states, and then we'll just we'll send everyone home that's planned for weeks or months to be there counting right. votes tonight.
1: We'll just send them home, and we'll bring them back tomorrow. And I believe the reason behind that was, one of the reasons, is because Pennsylvania does not count the mail-in ballots ahead of time. I think they waited to election night to start scanning all those mail-in ballots. Why don't they have it counted before or on election day or the day before so you know when you add up all those numbers on election day, we're just going to add this total in not scan millions of ballots on election night. I mean, but that's our state. So I I have a theory as
0: far as like elections in this country. I think for a long time we haven't had free and fair elections. And like I said, usually both candidates sucked anyway, so it wouldn't matter. They were both either controlled or not having our best interests in mind, whether it be Bush, Obama, anyone. You can make the argument for Trump, too, but I mean, whatever. Biden, for sure. We haven't had a free and fair election in this country in 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 twenty, twenty twenty five years. And right?
1: you can go back to before Bush Gore. Yeah, right? I mean, you yeah. Can you imagine if it's Trump and Biden again in two years? I, I honestly, I would people in this country are going to be disgusted. I mean, how would you vote for Biden? <laughs> I don't. I don't honestly don't know. It's uh, if he's. I'm trying to alive. see the other side here. And I just honestly don't know. I mean, it, it, it would be tough. It would be tough. But no, I don't think a majority of Republicans don't want Trump. Eh, don't want Trump don't. You might disagree with me. I don't think a majority of Republicans would want Trump. See Trump I think they him. want him. They're just scared of – because
0: it's hard to come out and say you're a Trump supporter. Because right. there, there's something in your mind that feels like everyone's against you. I, I, I don't know how the to describe it. 2020
1: was a silent majority thing. 2024 being ultra-asylum majority. ultra maga silent majority. ultra maga silent majority. <laughs> I think <laughs> I saw something like 70% of Democrats don't want Biden to run.
0: There's Where, no where's his, way
1: he can campaign so, in 2024. So
0: when he gets to, like, the 28% approval rating, that's just probably, like, people saying, like, yeah, I, I have to because I feel bad. Right uh, at what point you're never gonna have a zero percent approval rating? His disapproval rating sixty percent almost. That means he is the lowest
1: uh, approval rating of any president ever.
0: It has. To, I mean, I don't know. It could be much lower. lower than Trump.
1: Yeah. And these are, you know, and you wonder, polls you wonder
0: the, the polls are all skewed and fake anyway. You wonder how bad are these ones skewed to make him look better? Right, Biden. I mean, he, he could have literally he could have ten percent approval rating. Ask Good. around. Good. Like honestly. People are very hard-headed, and they're never going to want to admit they're wrong. But I would have a lot of respect for someone that came up and said, you know what? I voted for Biden. I just didn't like Trump. I was totally wrong. We got to get this dude out of here. We heard the 25th Amendment for like three years, and I haven't heard really one person from the left mention it. And the dude is, like I said, he's a bowl of oatmeal in the White House. And this is our country. This is our future. And we're letting this dude just stay in there. And what's sad is he's probably not even making decisions anyway. It's someone else making the decisions for him. It just works really well because he's an empty suit and he's an airhead and he can get away. Imagine like a real politician getting away with this. They couldn't because they'd have to answer questions. No. He gets away with it because he plays – the. maybe he's playing a dementia card. Maybe he really doesn't have dementia. Maybe just playing that role, but I think he's really demented. I mean, you could tell the way he walks, he shuffles.
1: How many press conferences has he held in the the press briefing room? None. Uh, Zero. That's
0: another crazy thing, too. They built this studio where he gets the COVID vaccines and he does like this – and it's got a fake window outside – and it's like, if you really want to like people to believe that everything, the COVID shots are safe and effective
1: and all this stuff, and why not do it not in a fake... It's very dystopian sp- and just weird Yeah, all around. You know, say what you want about Trump. He took questions almost on a daily basis. He wanted to be... He didn't want his press secretary unless he
0: was busy doing other things with your... Pro- he wanted to be the one. He's very hands-on, and that's what we need in this country, someone who's hands-on. Yeah. Biden... You ever watch him walking around aimlessly? People got to tell him where to go. And they have to, to write where to, when to sit down on the card.
1: And speaking of press secretary, I think that, Karine Jean Pierre, is not doing him any favors. She is a train wreck. I told you this earlier. I actually think, in all fairness, Jen Psaki was very good at her. She's job. She's amazing.
0: She was. She was. Re- I'll say that she was really good at her job. It helped that she had a liberal media too, but. Anytime they pressed her, even Afghanistan. Do you remember leading up in June and July, leading up to Afghanistan? they were like, "Well, we're hearing some problems in Afghanistan." No, we don't. We don't do on uh, uh, what's anonymous sources. Anonymous sources told us Afghanistan, you know, isn't really doesn't really want to fight the Taliban. They might just roll over. Well, we don't really talk about anonymous sources. Well. You did that for four years, the last administration, and she's on record saying, "What was, what did Trump say about the soldiers? They were suckers and lo- losers." Oh, yeah. She tweeted that out about how he said that. That was two anonymous sources, so don't get me started on that. But they just pass these questions off and they get away with it somehow. They do like this yeah.
1: crazy word speak. Where she was a great buffer, amazing to this president, amazing. And she was very good. Um, Lover or hater, she was awesome at, at what she did. This Kareen Jean Pierre. Train wrecked. I also think it doesn't help her that the
0: press doesn't really like her or have relationships with her like they did with Jen Paskey. Because a lot of people know this. She she had relationships with people, and she's dot. She's gonna make the move over to CNN or MSNBC eventually. So you know she has connections there. But I don't think this. Maybe maybe this Korean girl is like the sign for the media to say, okay, we were gonna get Biden out of here. Unleash the dogs. You could just you could just kill this lady with questions.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, Jen Paskey left at the
0: perfect time. She left at the perfect time. I mean, she hung around with all the other right, – right as soon as Ukraine happened, she started mentioning she's going to get out. And then you started noticing Kareem would do every once in a while, and they'd bring other people out for their press conferences. She got out at the perfect time because I think it was right before gas went insane and in
1: all this other stuff now. And then Roe v. Wade. And they too. fed Kareem Jean-Pierre to the Wolves. Uh, the There's times where you words, actually like you watch say.
0: her and you wonder, would she actually rather be being eaten alive by wolves?
1: She's horrible. I mean, she is. You know, going thinking back to Trump's press secretaries and Obama, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone worse. She reads
0: because she she doesn't look prepared and she's she not reads the notes at all. Well, How could you be confident whenever they? Some I, I wouldn't no even know what, what to what say. I wouldn't about. know what to say even if I knew everything. You this this administration's indefensible. How do you defend some of these things?
1: Jen Psaki was super pre- prepared. You know, she was she had responses ready. She was intelligent. Again, she was a good buffer for this administration. And this, who we see fit, taking questions in the media, is just not.
0: You see when they ask policy. her about Hunter Biden in the phone call? I don't think I saw so that. So
1: the,
0: the, the they published that, and I forget if it was the New York Post or whatever. So Joe Biden leaves a voicemail on Hunter's cell phone oh, saying, okay. "I think you're in the clear. Don't worry." Which, wait a minute, I thought that Joe Biden knew nothing about his son's dealings, business dealings, and now he's calling him and saying, hey, don't worry about that that article coming out about your business dealings. And I think it was China. I don't want to say it was Ukraine. I think it was China. You're in the clear. And she was asked about this. I think it was by – I don't even think it was Peter Ducey. I think it was someone else. And she didn't even want to give an answer. She was, But at the same time, she didn't deny the call happened. Like at least say, you know what, we can't even confirm that, so we're not going to comment on it. She didn't do any of that. She's almost saying, yeah, it happened. Deal with it, America.
1: She could have gave the Saki answer and said, hey, we're not going to I'm not going to comment on private citizens <sighs> with Saki, That was her line uh, that she gave when they were asked her about Hunter Biden. But, um, but yeah, uh, this this Karine Jean-Pierre has no clue what she's talking about. And it's, you know, it's just sad to watch.
0: She's right on par with the rest of the administration that has no idea. I mean, these, these people think, honestly, gas station owners control the price of gas. Like I, I don't think they make like ten cents a gallon They're off. They're price property. gouging us. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so.
0: All right, what do we got next? Topics.
1: All right, uh, I think one of our final topics is someone who's become divisive lately, who wasn't before, but all of a sudden, uh, after he became a threat to free speech, Elon Musk. Yes, very divisive. Oh, oh. <laughs> a beloved. Uh, entrepreneur he had a green, well, energy, company green energy company for cars and now they hate they want they hate him and then as soon as he said he was going to buy t- uh, Twitter uh, he became an enemy of the state yes um, Twitter vows legal fight after musk pulls out a 44 billion dollar deal so apparently his deal to buy Twitter is uh, dead. All right, it's terminated um, so do you want to talk about that a little bit okay so
0: Twitter Twitter's a tough nut to crack because he has a point about the bots. I wonder if this was just a play by him because he's a very smart guy to kill Twitter because now you're going to have the shareholders wanting to sue this company Twitter because they didn't take the best deal and they didn't disclose how many bots they have. Some people are saying it's as high as like 30 or 40%. I don't think it's that high. I could see it being 20, 25, 20, percent of the people, not necessarily they're fake people. But it could be just one person managing 30 or 40 accounts. So they're technically not a real person. And that's that's how these agenda uh, narratives, agendas, that's how they get like amplified is you have all these fake people like certain things, and it gets placed at the top of the trending, top of the search bars and everything. And uh, Elon Musk wanted to buy it. He wanted to know, hey, how many of these followers, these these Twitter users are fake? And they technically never gave him a straight answer. I'd want to know if I invested money in Twitter. And I'll tell you right now, if the Twitter stock price was $30 a share and someone was coming in to offer $50 a share and I had 1,000 shares, I'd want to take take that deal. Let's get that deal moving because the stock market hasn't been that great lately, and it's only going to go down probably. So
1: why why not take that deal? So apparently in, in a filing, Musk's lawyer said Twitter had failed or refused to respond to multiple requests for information on fake or spam accounts on the platform, uh, which is fundamental to the company's business performance. And um, apparently that's that's the sticking point here. Like you said, you know, is about the, these fake accounts. Um, these bots said he was walking away because Twitter fired high-ranking executives and one-third of the talent acquisition team uh, breaching Twitter's obligation to preserve substantially intact the material components of its current business organization. So... Um, looks like Musk, they have some legal grounds to terminate this and not pay the $1 billion fine. Even if
0: he does pay the $1 billion fine,
1: it's not – how does Twitter make money? He still has $240 uh, left. Um, is it the ad revenue uh, I on I the know, platform? I, I don't know. I, don't I, I actually Twitter have no idea. If they don't yeah, make
0: money, don't then that's not a good thing much. to invest in.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming it's from the ad revenue. Um, I'm not sure if they're even profitable.
0: I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think they are either. And with interest but I'm rates going up, that might not revenue, be sponsored ads. Might not be a good idea to have stock in Twitter with interest rates going up and they're not making any money. Right.
1: Well, they the, this Twitter is trading at um, thirty-four fifty-eight. Has to be down like five, ten <laughs> percent. It's thirty-six percent below the fifty-four dollar and twenty cent per share Musk agreed to buy Twitter for in April. Wow. So thirty-six percent less.
0: I think it dropped like ten percent today after it announced that he wasn't going to buy. it.
1: Probably. Well, they were down six percent in extended trading. At
0: now 58. the timing of this is what gets me. Elon Musk all of a sudden wants to buy Twitter. Are there any other social media, new social media companies that have come out lately? Hmm. Let's think. I think hmm. there might be one called Truth. Truth, yes, Truth Social. Wouldn't it be interesting if after this the Twitter stock price plummets? And Digital Ward Acquisition Company, who I, I believe it was—I don't know if he still is—he's still listed on it—but it was Trump's uh, acquisition company. Well, what if they were to buy Twitter and use all their algorithms, platform? I don't know how that stuff even works, but
1: well, that's another—that's another one that that stock has plummeted. Well, a lot of stocks have plummeted in the last two months. But remember, DWAC, Digital World Acquisition Corp, was up around ninety dollars a
0: share. One hundred and ten, I think. At the I, I I bought, I think, fifty shares. The day I think I texted you the day before it exploded, I said oh, this might be it, and it went from twelve to like seventy, and I have like a hundred and eight shares now. I, I think mm-hmm. I at one point I had one twenty, and I sold them at like
1: forty five
0: on the way down. Just I don't
1: know. That was smart because it's at twenty four fifty two yeah. right now. But I'm so. holding.
0: Honestly, I'm holding. Like I said, with something like that, they're never going to let anyone make money on that probably. So what's going to happen is the stock will be twenty three one day, and like before, it'll be a hundred the next day. And if you missed it, you missed it.
1: Yep. Could be a pump and dump. Who knows? I, I think
0: it's. What are they doing with the money? Is what I want to know. Are, are, are they taking the stock and Truth or Twitter? Truth. What are they doing with all their money? Is what I would love to know because they're making a lot. Lot of. You got a billionaire that own the company. I'm just
1: saying. I haven't dug too deep into Truth uh, yet. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I don't love it. It's okay. I mean, I, I like it, it, Twitter better, but obviously. Yeah, uh, I think it has a good. Platform. It's user friendly for being a newer app. You know, it did a lot of beta testing and things like that. I, I do agree with it. Twitter's probably a little bit, you know, easier to use and, and more established. But, you know, I think tr- Truth is was the number one app for a long time yes. in the App Store. I don't know if it still is. Um, so it must be doing really well uh, if it's the number one app in the Apple App Store. Um, but, You know, we'll see what happens with Truth and where it goes. You know, obviously that's where you can find President Trump and a lot of conservative voices. I think pretty much that squashed, um, not Getter, but uh, Gab, not Gab um, Parler. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty much the death of Parler. Uh, I'm sure most people on Getter went over to Truth. Um, So it's right now it's Twitter and Truth. It seems like the two, the two social media uh, giants in those universes. So.
0: We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. You know, it'd be very funny to watch for Twitter to go defunct, basically, like the way of MySpace. And then all these people, these journalists, these far left leaning people got to join Truth Social. And That'll what happens whenever they're lying on Truth Social ironic. about, oh, I would love to see them get banned for spreading mist or disinformation on Truth Social. It takes their own medicine. Because it's sick thing, the the amount of lies we get pumped out from our media. It's like we're living in North Korea. Honestly, I used to watch news. The, you you always see the North Korea lady on the news talking, and you think, how can these people believe this?
1: Honestly, I, I watch CNN and I think, how how can people believe this? How can people believe this? Right? It doesn't make any sense. Right? It amazes me. You know, when you speaking of CNN, when you, when you look at the ratings of Fox News, and they're just again, this is not some my, our opinion. Smashing CNN and it's MSNBC. Why wouldn't CNN take a turn to the right and start showing more conservative commentators conservative news? You know, their ratings would go up. MSNBC would be left in the dust. They'd have to first of all fire uh, almost everyone. I mean, CNN. Yeah, they'd yeah. have to fire everyone. N-
0: name is. Uh, I think he's on CNN. Smirkonish is the only one that might be able to stay, and he's even like he's he claims to be in the center he's not he's liberal but i don't know maybe these guys have to follow a script when you're on a big company like that i don't know maybe you're not allowed to say certain things i from what i understand tucker was the same way at first but he has something in his contract where he's able to have a lot more flexibility in what he covers and stuff but i'm sure with a lot of these you're stuck with a script they must be you know how how else do you explain it they all say the same keywords the same Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a it's a danger to our democracy it's a danger to our democracy it's dangerous to our democracy.
1: I mean, they're, they're sacrificing, you know, ratings for, you know, their, their continued center. No left. one's watching it. I'm telling you, I, I think Talking they get points. like
0: 400 and that's airports and everywhere else they have for CNN. Right.
1: Fox News is destroying every cable news channel. See, I don't cable. watch. Fox. I, honestly, people won't believe it.
0: I watch I don't, nothing but CNN. I don't, I don't watch a lot of Fox either. I not They lost me on election night with Arizona. <laughs> They, they did. I mean, it was laughable. Like, yeah. they're they're not calling Pennsylvania, who's f- again Trump's up four million votes. They're not calling Pennsylvania, but Biden sneaks up by eight thousand in Arizona. They're like, we have the data. We have the data right here to call yeah. the state.
1: Fox News is pretty much the prime time programming. Tucker, Hannity, I Luragin, hate Hannity. I'm, so, I'm sorry. The Five. I hate
0: Hannity. I'm I, sorry. Hate
1: Hannity. I'm sorry. I know you do. The Five. And Maria Bartiromo. I haven't watched the Five in a while. I like Maria. It's Fox but
0: business. Um, I haven't watched the Five in a while. I like most of the people on there. Tucker's really the only person on the news that. I mean, it's hard to trust anyone anymore. But I I say I would actually trust that he's giving me ninety-five percent, ninety-nine percent truth. You got to watch CNN, honestly. Anyone listening, DVR it and just watch it. It's, it's amazing how the brazen lies they just and they're they're like cocky when when they tell it. Then then they do like real cocky moves where like. For those who aren't who are listening that don't know who Jeffrey Toobin is, Jeffrey Toobin in late 2020 was on his caught on a Zoom call with his coworkers masturbating. He must have thought his camera was off. Would you believe that 6 months later, CNN, I think CNN hired him as their legal contributor, their head legal contributor. And he's on this talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and how he needs to control his gun. Dude, the, the jokes you could write. It's like they're doing this on purpose to make themselves a the laughingstock.
1: I like to say it all the time, only in America. Oh. Only in America. So
0: Alright, but you wanna wrap it up here?
1: Yeah, let's wrap it up. We've been going we've been going pretty hard for our inaugural episode here. Alright, well, we have any more commercials or was that was that it? All right, let's stop for
0: a real quick commercial break and we're gonna wrap it up and come back here.
1: We live in a very
0: divided country. Over half of America now believes the COVID nineteen virus came from a lab in Wuhan. The other half still believe it came from a bat. But what no Americans can believe is the comfort you get sleeping on a pillow mattress topper. Go and order yours today. All right, we're back here with uh, our first guest, Mark Graninetti, the former liberal, current Republican. Recurring guest. Recurring guest. Our main contributor. Um, so this episode is basically wrapping up, but I just wanted to talk about a few other topics in the future that we're going to cover. These are going to be topics that aren't just probably going to be one episode. They're going to be multiple ones because it's just so much information to get into. Number one, obviously people are a lot of very excited for the COVID Chronicles is what we're going to call it. So anyone that wants to be a guest, come in and talk about COVID. We're going to do this over a few episodes. Get at me, please. Another one. And this is a favorite topic of mine because no one has any idea how it works. The federal Reserve it's neither federal and it's neither a reserve that's another one Uh, what happened in Ukraine Uh, I am on record saying in late February that this is just a money laundering scheme by our government to just use Ukraine to send money over there we're going to really dive into that another favorite one January 6th and I don't know that, that that one could go on for it's we're still talking about it two years later so Lord knows how much more we could cover on that um we're gonna cover Yevalde all these mass shootings going on out of nowhere we have to we have to we have to dive into that
1: but anything else you could think of mark no you you've set the stage for a uh, some good conversations coming up some good podcast um, so yeah be anxious to dive into a few of these and here you're here. Let the world hear your opinion. I know I can't wait because they've seen a lot of it on Instagram, but you're in mm. a podcast form. Um, we'll be super exciting. All right.
0: Well, that's it for today, guys. I got to run. Don't forget to like and subscribe if that's even an option because we have no idea what we're doing yet. Please like and subscribe, though, if it is, because if I don't get at least 100 or so hits in the first week or two, my wife is going to give me an ultimatum. Either this ends or we do. Not a joke, folks. So I'm not even sure if I could use this music. This this could be this could be bad. This could get us sued, but regardless, it was a fun time. Hope you stop back again. I'm Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi, and this has been Logical Thinking. Peace.